Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Debatable with your hosts, Nina and Kyle. I'm Nina. I'm Kyle, we're back. Yeah, we're sorry we've been away for a while, you know, life got in the way, we got busy. But thank you so much for supporting the podcast anyway. Like, even in the time we were gone, our numbers were going up, which was weird. But, yeah. But thank you. <laughs> we're back, we're gonna make sure we deserve those numbers. So, for today, we want to introduce a sort of new segment we've been, been kind of thinking of doing for a while, where we want to talk about debates as a sport, discuss the problems within the debate community and how we deal with debates. So we want to call it Debating Debates. Because I think as much as themes and arguments are important to learn about, there needs to be an awareness of the flaws of the format in itself or how we deal with things. Yeah, we, we recognize that debating, like as an activity, it is sort of flawed in a lot of senses. And we should always be aware of these flaws and sort of think about like brainstorm ways how to fix them so as a disclaimer we're not going to claim that we're going to fix all these flaws we just want to point out what we think these flaws are and why they are important and how we like operate within debates yeah so this comes from our years of experience we've had our fair share of dealing with for example bad judging or false matter in rounds and i think it's worth bringing up especially if you're new to debate and you may have been kind of still have a jaded view of what we do. It is flawed. There are many things that can go wrong. So just sort of just a reality check. All right. So what we want to discuss for today is actually how much should matter matter in rounds. And I think this is appropriate given that we just talked to you recently about matter loading. So we want to talk about how do you properly use it and is it currently properly used? Uh, to be fair, in the matter loading episode, we're talking about how like the, the tips and tricks as to how you can get matter and why matter is important in a debate. But it wasn't covering so much on how matter is currently being appreciated or how it should be appreciated. Yeah. Um, so why do we think this is uh, an issue worth discussing in the first place? So recently I came from a tournament in Korea. So it was the Kida Open. And there was an interesting motion there. Uh, I forgot the specific wording, but it was basically about whether parliamentary debate competitions should lean towards more evidence-based debating. So right now, if you're, you're you're aware, we have three standards, which is manner, matter, method. And magic. And magic? What the, is that? The four part? M's. What's magic, yeah. bro? Magic, magic is the luck part. <laughs> oh, okay, fair, fair. But that's for another episode. We discussed luck in another episode. So I, I thought it was interesting, um, especially since I got the opportunity to talk to two of the Agicor members, uh, Mick Tab and Junte, and they gave me their reasons for making the specific motion. Hi, I'm Tariq Miktab, formerly of UT Mara. I've been, I've been debating since 2005, coaching since 2011, and part of the CAP of Kida Open 2019. And I know for round three, you made a motion related to debating. Yeah, we had a debate where we thought that debaters should debate about whether or not competitive debating should move more towards evidence-based um, Considering more evidence. Was there a particular inspiration for that motion? Or did you just want more, uh, a debate where they discussed um, how we debate? Well, the CAP, I can't recall which member, but there, were already, there was already a proposed motion about debating. And we just, you know, we just modified it a bit. But I think, the ins- well, for me, the reason why I was okay or wanted to run it is because I thought... Um, at some level, we all have different ideas for why we debate or why we view debating as important. 
and also what the spirit of debating is. So usually these conversations happen either casually or in council. In council, because of the politics of it all, sometimes it's in the most fulfilling time or place to have that kind of conversation. So um, I thought it would just be good to have, you know, also because I like it because of its meta nature. So hi, I'm Jinte. I'm a member. I'm the one of the two CAs of this Kid Open alongside Weimar. Mm-hmm. Should I ask me a question or should I just... Yes. So in round three, you made a motion about debating. Uh, I wanted to ask, what was your inspiration or do you have a particular side that you lean towards more? Uh, I came up with the idea of it originally as debating should abandon the average reasonable voter rule and use more expertise in judging. Uh, the reason for that was there was another tournament called Snudaivi like a few weeks ago and one of my closest friends called NC, he lost in the semis based on apparently a not a blatant untruth that came from the closing government and he was oh and he wasn't able to respond to that. and uh the judge apparently credited because although it wasn't factually true it sounded reasonable and then nc is a very uh very competitive person like and he started calling me and nagging me after like week after week why the debating is like that why it doesn't represent the reality and that made me think like yeah so like if debating like we presume debating is about coming to new ideas or value judgment of the world, but if you can win or be more persuasive based on things that are reasonable, not truthful, doesn't that actually deter something from the essence of it? And I think that's the idea that started that debating like motion. Mm. And then and then me and Make Tab and Uyamar and Jungyun talked about it and we realized there's a lot of different aspects as well, like whether or not like there are other activities of debating that makes like the intuitive like uh, the non-truth, non-evidence-based nature uh, provides some kind of unique, like, skills or critical thinking skills that you can't hone in other activities. Alright, so if you notice, there's a lot of interesting reasons why this is a topic worth discussing, especially if you've been debating a while, or if you're new to debate. Right, so, I think what we're going to do is sort of break down first, what's the issue with how we address matter anyway? Because you may be new and you think that matter is great and people use it properly all the time. They don't. So there are reasons why the current format we use, like British Parl and Asians, yeah, yeah it, it's really flawed. You only have 15 minutes or 30 minutes to prepare. And if you don't know stuff, you're doomed. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, not necessarily doomed. I mean, a lot of debaters don't, they claim that they don't really need to know a bunch of stuff and they still do well. Yeah, but that's also a problem, right? Is it fair that people who know less do better in debate just because they sound good? Yeah. Okay. So I think of like an interesting place to start is the average reasonable person rule because Junte was saying um his like his inspiration for that motion was a case where his friend wasn't able to point out a piece of false matter. And the average reasonable person didn't, who was the judge, didn't know that it was false matter and penalized his friend for not pointing it out. Yeah, so the average reasonable person rule is for judges, which claims that all judges should not have any specialized information on a motion or topic. They should be people with 
quote-unquote average information, meaning they read the news every day, but know enough, but not too much. So it's really vague. I don't know what yeah, the average is, reasonable it is, person it is. It is very vague because like in the first place, how how can you reconcile it? When we say there is no specialized knowledge, there's no like specific knowledge about anything, but at the same time, they read the news every day. Yeah. Like, if you read the news every day, you should have some information honestly. and matter. Uh, and an- another thing is, like, how much news do they read per day? What news do they read about per day? Like, should an average result person read about news about all topics, all themes, every single day? Because I think if that's the case, I don't even think that even debaters are average reasonable people. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it's very vague. Yeah, so <laughs> it's very vague. It's very confusing. The confusion brought about by the average reasonable person also affects how debaters end up debating with matter. So another problem is that in the worst case, there are instances like in Junta's story where people just bring up false matter or they deliberately lie because the goal of debating now is to win and not to get your facts straight. Ooh, we're foreshadowing the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> this is the next episode. It's about winning debates, but but yeah, you're right about false matter because we know that um the judge is supposed to be an average reasonable person and the rule is there so that the judge won't be able to step in into debates. It's much easier to justify at least to to yourself as an individual debater to use false matter because the assumption is even if you use false matter, the judge won't know about it. And because you also think that other people are average reasonable, like uh, average reasonable people, like they won't be able to point it out either. Yeah, so I I don't think the debate anymore becomes any good if people are just working with false matter. I would also say that I've had so many instances where it's also personally frustrating to encounter someone who's going to use fake matter in a round and try to get away with it, and then I'll correct it. And because the judge has no specialized information and no one in the room also has specialized information, yeah, we don't they say know. it's a deadlock. It's, it's a, a quote deadlock. unquote deadlock. Even if it should be. Between what is true and what is not true. Yeah. And that's how <laughs> oh my fake God, that's news crazy. Yeah. That's how fake news is like perpetrated in society. Yeah, you have the true matter and you have the false matter. And then the judge will go like, mm, I think it could go either way. Yeah. So I-, I guess the proposal in the motion was to make sure both debaters and judges are no longer just average people. Like they have time to research or specialize so that the discussions become like false news, fake news less. Right. So that's I one guess. problem. So that's only the worst case though. If people deliberately lie. But let's assume people are great. People are nice. They still want to debate properly. There's still a lot of flaws with not having enough evidence. Um, it yeah. leads to, for example, ignorance, which leads to just bad debates in general. Uh, my favorite example was... The West Bank one. Yes. So I'm oh sorry, God, children. Yeah. <laughs> my kids, I'm going to call you out here. I remember I they had to debate about the West Bank. And they thought it was a bank in the West. Because they didn't have any matter at all. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, so I, in, in this case, there is false matter. But it's not because of lying. It's just merely because of ignorance. Yeah. And th- there was a case in, in the Nationals before where they were talking about sovereign bonds. The motion was about sovereign bonds. Uh-huh. Which is like bonds that come from the sovereign or the government. Okay. But government thought that the debate was about friendship between nations. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, don't this, because 
this person ended up being one of the most matter-loaded people in his generation. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and I, I think we're we're not um, we're not immune to this. So my favorite story was the first time me and Kyle teamed up together. We had to debate about whether or not the EU has failed, and we were new, and I was matterless, and Kyle was matterless at the time, and we were opening government, and we didn't know what we were talking about regarding the EU. So it just led to a bad debate. And I think that it's unfair to everyone as well and could lead to potential harms like people learning the wrong thing or getting used to this kind of debating. Although I think the defense here is that you ought to be able to learn how to infer things from the things that you already know. And I think that that is valid and something that we should value. But how can you like reliably infer things from what you know if you don't really know anything? That's true. Right? Mm. So, <laughs> um, I, I also feel like another problem is because of the way that we treat matter, it's much easier to like disregard or even outright dismiss like matter just because it is something that an average reasonable person would likely not know about. So I have been through so many instances where I gave like, technical matter about the law or economics and then the main response to me was that oh you're so focused on the technical aspect but this is a debate we're supposed to take a look at the principle behind it and well first of all i always always put principles behind the technical matter that i bring up but i thought it was a little bit alarming that it became easy for debaters to sort of disregard how things work in reality just because it doesn't conform to like the the rules set about in parliamentary debating. Yeah. So this brings about the question, is it still worth debating if we're debating about stuff we don't know about? Right. And that's why I think that matter should matter a lot. But I wouldn't say that we have to change the format altogether. Right. So I I, I we admit that there are flaws with how we treat matter right now because it's only fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, not everyone can know everything. And sometimes Agicore members just really make motions that are intended to mess you up. <laughs> so I'm not saying we should change things. Because I, I still see value with our current format. And of yeah, course like thinking on your feet, yeah, etc. Um and I still think there's value in being able to debate even if you don't know specifics. Like I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be debating anymore just because you don't know enough. Right? Which leads us to the next part, which is like what's the, the good parts about not being matter oriented in debates, especially the formats that we use. I think the first would be and this is what Junta mentioned and I really liked it. He said that it lowers the barrier to entry. And here he discusses Actually, I'll just let you listen to what he said, because he, he said it best. Another facet of this debate that I thought about was uh, the school debatings, right? Because in Korea, there's a very big school debating market because people think debate competition winning as a very good CV for your like, college, your, applications. college applications. Yeah. So another aspect was, if it's more evidence-based, would this increase the barrier for people because you need more private education because as a young school, you need to like read really hard evidence and need to get that and if there's more prep cases will that increase like the private education sector because even right now the private education sector in debate is really large that's why like i get like a part-time job and i'm able to like like drink alcohol and stuff so especially in korea because especially a lot of the debaters debating here are coaches at side job i think whether they can think about how this would influence like the younger generation because i do think that's a really impactful portion as well because there's a lot of school debaters around asia but then again the other aspect says 
now it's more evidence-based. Maybe that allows more people without access to good English skills or without that much good rhetorical persuasiveness to actually win based on more diligent research or based on more things. So I think that's also an interesting angle that I thought might have been interesting. Yeah, this is an interesting point because there are so many times when I, I try to recruit people to our debate society and then you go like, oh, I can't debate because I'm not smart. I don't know enough things. And I always assure them that, oh, it's okay because debate is more about like your use of logic. There are so many people and I, I think like the way that I tried to convince the potential recruits eventually contributed to the problem where people don't think that matter like matters at all as long as the logic is good mm. and like it, it's bad because even false matter if you use logic to back it up seems like it could be true and that's why fake news is such a big thing right now yeah so, but like a lot of the times because uh, fake news doesn't even use logic like at all it's okay, just maybe just <laughs> here but other countries at least try you know yeah. um, but basically it, it lowers the barrier to entry it means that anyone can engage in these discussions but besides just debaters joining more I'd say the reason why this format is still pretty good is because it, it's easier for the audience to understand as well um, you don't need to be very technical or an expert on the EU or on IR to be able to enjoy the conversation that's happening, If especially if you're in the audience and you're watching a grand finals. If everyone's just operating on an attempt to be an average reasonable person, then it's more accessible. And isn't the goal of debate anyway to in- change people's minds, to persuade oh, people? Yeah, let's talk about Candy Jar for a little bit. Oh, God, Candy <laughs> no, Jar. No, because like... Um, Candy Jar and also pol- policy. Is this policy debating in, in the United States? Yeah. In the United States, there's policy debating. There's also Oregon Oxford. So another reason this format's good, just to like pause you there for a while, Kyle, is because we don't really need to change it. There are already other formats that cater to matter-specific discussions. Yeah, yeah um, but the, the main criticism about those formats is that because they're so evidence-oriented, what they do is they just research a bunch... And then they try to fit as much evidence into their speeches as possible. So it becomes almost impossible to understand. So much so that in the final debate of Candy Jar, they just went like, they, they just gave up. It's like, mm, who right. among <laughs> you, who among you can even understand us? And no one in the audience raised their hand. And it was like, yeah. I mean, for the sake of those who didn't watch the movie, I'm going to add a little snippet here of how fast they speak and how different it is from art style of debating. When you came to the cost of college education outweigh about benefits, first we contend that new technology necessitates college degrees. Article 1 dictates technology is one of the primary factors. The cost of college education are outweighed by the benefits. College education are coming at the expense of the taxpayer. They're bringing up before you said the many institutions. In case that college graduates are more likely to earn higher salaries, place them in a tax or a tax at a higher rate. My second source. My second chart that should reveal 30% of flight attendants, 25% of retail sales, for 60% of telemarketers held to college. Education for effective employees will be ill equipped to handle the, uh, the, perform the labor created by the development of new technologies. Therefore, college education is necessary. It's why you must vote neg. Alright, so we don't want that, but I'd say that like there, there, there's still promise in the fact that they use matter. But another reason, I guess, that this format that we use is still good and why it's okay that we're not matter-oriented would be it encourages critical thinking. It's so easy to know things and to just regurgitate what you've read. But it's very different to string logic together to make um, exciting new arguments, yeah, risky like, arguments. Like what, I, what I always say that what I think is so fun about debating is like you get 
snippets from things that you already know, even though they're not necessarily related to the topic of the motion. And then you, you sort of become a DJ and then make a completely new argument. It's like, oh, wow, you're using econ principles in religion debates. Yeah, so I, I guess that's another reason why this format's good and fun. So we showed you both sides. As much as we hate the fixation on matter, we also hate that we don't fixate on it enough. So, Kyle, what do you think we can do about this? Well, I, as a I debate think, community, you know, I, I think obviously we should strive towards like a balance between like valuing evidence and also valuing critical thinking, inference making, etc. But how we get there is something that's honestly, it's I think it's impossible to completely cover in a podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, but I think it would be good to. Just remember that debates are always about like processing things that you already know. So there ought to be a balance between the things that we know and how we process those things. So obviously, if you only know things and you can't process it, you're not doing a good job as a debater. Yeah. But at the same time, if you um, don't know anything and you, you there's nothing to process if you don't know anything, right? So what debaters who don't rely on matter do right now is they just um, sort of process things that they've learned about in past debates, even though there isn't much nuance to current debates. Yeah, so they just keep training. Yeah. Right? So we'd say that I think um, debate societies should probably also have training regimens for matter loading. I think it's flawed that we only fixate on skills, how to sound good, how to speak faster. Oh, I know. I know what to do. What? I, this is sort of a joke in my opinion, but I think it's, it's a good place to start. If you want to be matter-loaded, do the things that an average reasonable person would do. Like <laughs> so the average the reasonable person would do for a debate round is read the news. You don't need to learn anything extremely technical or super specific about anything in particular, but read the news and then as much news as you can every single day. Because apparently that's how we define average reasonable person. I mean, yeah. If you, if you act like what an average reasonable person ought to do according to how we define an average reasonable person, everyone would probably be matter-loaded. Yeah. To be yeah. honest. Yeah, that's the solution. Yeah. That's okay. the solution. Okay. Just be an average reasonable person. Yeah, okay. So, I had fun doing that little rant. Um, I've had a lot of personal experiences with fake news in rounds and how people don't know enough. I really hope that one day we find a solution to this problem. But if we're not able to get to that, at least, I hope, this podcast episode has contributed in at least pointing out that those problems exist and maybe making societies and individual debaters more aware that they shouldn't fall into the trap of not having matter or just vomiting matter and expecting to win. All right? That's, that's, I'm done. Yeah. Mic drop. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's, that was, that's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Uh, yeah. The next episode might also be debating debates. We're not sure yet. Depends on what we feel. Okay. See you then. Bye. <laughs> see you then. Bye.